Happy Friday and welcome back to The Divine Discourse. I'm your host, Arcadia, and this is the third episode of my podcast talking about all things concerning religion. In this episode, I'll be talking about Zoroastrianism, one of the world's oldest organized religions after Hinduism, and the oldest monotheistic faith. This is a religion many people don't know about, so I'll be talking about many different aspects of it to shed some light on this ancient religion. Stay tuned! Zoroastrianism is regarded by many historians to have been founded in Iran around 1500 BC. Because of regional similarities, Zoroastrianism shares some beliefs with that of the Vedic religion and Hinduism. The prophet Zoroaster is the founder of Zoroastrianism, and he was born in current-day northeast Iran. Most of what we know about him we've gotten from the Avesta, which is a collection of Zoroastrian religious scriptures. He most likely lived in a tribe that followed a religion similar to early forms of Hinduism. His parents were noble Persians, and he became a priest by the age of 15. As he saw certain rituals that were being practiced around him, he began to hate sacrificing animals and made a point to reject this practice in his own religion. When he was 30, he had a divine vision of a supreme being while he was participating in a pagan purification ritual. When Zoroaster shared the news of this to his community, he was rejected by other priests, was threatened to be killed, and was forced to run away. Even so, he began to preach that people should follow one god, a supreme being, Ahura Mazda. Ahura Mazda was the lord of wisdom and the creator and sustainer of all things. Soon, Zoroaster was forced to go to the court of King Vishtaspa of the Kayanian dynasty to partake in a debate with his court priests, and he was able to defend his beliefs. Even so, King Vishtaspa threw him to jail. There, Zoroaster magically healed Vishtaspa's favorite horse that had been paralyzed, and the king freed him. Vishtaspa became the first convert to Zoroastrianism, and he made many follow after him. Zoroaster himself didn't write much down, so his beliefs were mostly held through memorization and repetition until they were all finally written down decades later. The Avesta, the scripture of Zoroastrianism, was written around 1200 BC. The contents of the Avesta are usually divided into these different parts. The Asna was written in Gothic and describes rituals, sacrifices, and offerings to water and fire. It contains 72 sections called the Haiti. The Vesperad is a collection of supplements to the Asna. The 17 Gathas, most likely written by Zoroaster, are some of the oldest parts of the Avesta. They talk about Ahura Mazda and his doctrines. The Yashs are dedicated to lower gods and are written in another language called Younger Avestan. The Vendidad is written in Younger Avestan as well and deals with myth and purity laws. The Sarosa mentions the 30 divinities looking over every day of the month. The Nyisis are prayers for priests to recite addressed to the sun, moon, water, and fire. Lastly, the Afrinagans are four texts recited on certain special occasions. So what are the main beliefs of Zoroastrianism? Ahura Mazda, the supreme god, protects good from evil and maintains order in the universe. Zoroastrians believe that God created everything using his astral body and light. This means everything is sacred and divine as he created it. In scriptures, Ahura Mazda is shown as a type of trinity. Ahura Mazda created a duality of twin spirits, Spentamanu, who represents the Holy Spirit, and Angramanu, who represents a destructive spirit. Angramanu is Ahura Mazda's eternal opponent, and he represents all that is evil. After the trinity, from Ahura Mazda came seven expressions of the divine reality, called the Amesha Spentas. These highest intelligences are thought by some as archangels, and by others as aspects of Ahura Mazda himself, and they are also guardians of the kingdoms of nature. These intelligences are as follows. 
Ahura Mazda, the one wise lord. Bohumana, good mind. Asha Vashista, highest truth. Kaishatra Varya, desirable dominion. Spenta Armaiti, holy devotion. Harvided, wholeness. And Emiratat, immortality. It is through a good mind, Bohumana, the practice of love and devotion, Spenta Armaiti, and following the path of righteousness, Asha Vashista, that followers of Zoroastrianism can bring about the ideal state of things. Kaishastra Bairya, so perfection, harvested, and immortality, emeritus, can triumph. Salvation can be found through making good choices, and this furthers the realization of Rashkorati, the restoration of the world to its perfect state. After someone dies, their soul remains on the earth for three days and three nights, being taken care of by Saraosha, an angel. In order to make sure the soul has a safe passage to the spiritual realm, prayers are said and rituals are done. On the dawn of the fourth day, the spirit crosses over to the other world and arrives at the Chinva Bridge, which separates the living world from the dead. Here, the spirit meets the embodiment of all the good words, thoughts, and actions of their life, appearing to them as a maiden, Dana. If the person has led a righteous life, the maiden appears as beautiful, and if not, she appears as an old hack. For those with a righteous soul, the bridge widens and welcomes them. For the condemned, the bridge narrows and becomes difficult. An angel, Sarush, will guide the souls to the angel Rashi, righteous judge of the dead. Those who live righteous lives go to the house of song, and those who don't go to the house of lies, a hell where they will be tormented in darkness and feel completely alone. Hamistakam is for those with an equal amount of good and bad deeds, as it is a type of purgatory. There are four levels of paradise and four levels of hell in the afterlife. The highest level of paradise is reuniting with Ahura Mazda, and the lowest level of hell is complete darkness. However, Ahura Mazda doesn't let his creations suffer forever, and even at the lowest level of hell, a messiah, the Soshant, will come and bring Rashokarati, the end of time, and all souls will be gathered to see Ahura Mazda and destroy Angermanyu, the representation of all that is evil. So how does one know if they've led a righteous life according to Zoroastrianism? You must tell the truth at all times and make sure to keep all of your promises. Practice charity to everyone, but especially those less fortunate than yourself. Show love for everyone, even if they do not return the favor. Practice moderation in everything, especially food. Make friends of your enemies, make the wicked righteous, and make the ignorant learn. Zoroastrians believe that everyone has a role and a responsibility in the world to enhance the purity of our existence by avoiding evil and all communication with it. Instead, you should enhance the good around you by participating in religious practices and rituals. These rituals almost always involve fire, a sacred element in the religion, and the last to be created, or water, which was one of the first to be created and represents wisdom. A fire is lit at an altar called the Fire Temple, where a priest recites sacred words and offers prayers. At the end of this service, water is purified through the absor as a way to make amends for any damage done. Zoroastrians wear a sedra, a white upper garment, around their waist for protection. They wear this with a kusti, which is also worn around the waist and is made of lamb's wool to signify moderation and balance. The kusti has seven strands of this lamb wool to signify the 72 sections of the asana. Naviyote is the initiation ceremony young children must partake in to be admitted into the religious community at the age of 7 or 9, allowing them to be mature enough to make their own decisions. The child is given a sacred bath and given the sudri and the kushti to wear. Yasna, named after the section in the Avesta, is a ritual performed daily in the morning by two priests in the fire temple. 
the priests chant sacred mantras and make sacrificial offerings to the fire, ten hands, purity of the world. The fire represents God himself. Lastly, Zoroastrians chant Ahura Varya Mantra, which Ahura Mazda said himself when he created the world and drove away anger mania. This chant drives away forces of evil and darkness in oneself and in the world around them. Death is a natural part of Zoroastrianism, and funeral services are done quietly and without fuss. When someone dies, the body is cared for in the home and the sacred is performed, where a dog is brought into the room to scare away evil spirits. Death is considered to be the doing of anger mania, and a dead body is seen as impure. The corpse is left outside on structures called Towers of Silence, where the body can be picked clean by various scavengers, and then the bones are placed in a tomb. Now to touch on some Zoroastrian holidays and festivals. Starting with Nowruz, New Year's Day, which took place on March 21st this year. This day is always the first day of the spring equinox. People visit loved ones' houses and bring gifts, celebrate on the street, recite poetry, sing, and dance, and this day symbolizes the arrival of spring, marking good winning over evil. Farwardion lasts 10 days, and it's when the souls of the dead are remembered. It happens the last five days of the last month of the Zoroastrian year, in addition to five days between the last month of the year and the next year. Zoroastrians gather in the fire temples to offer prayers to their ancestors. Pateti is a day of confession and introspection and takes place on New Year's Eve in order to start the new year fresh. The last holiday I'll talk about, although there are more, is Sade, a midwinter festival celebrated 100 days after the first day of winter. Firewood is burned in an open space symbolizing the beginning of spring. It honors fire and the defeat of darkness. Zoroastrianism spread through three great Persian empires, the Archimedean Empire, the Parthian Empire, and the Sasanian Empire. The Sasanian Empire lasted the longest until 641 AD when the Arabs invaded. The Arab regime told Zoroastrians they had three choices, convert to Islam, pay the jizya tax, a tax imposed on non-believers, or die. Those who didn't convert were treated very poorly and most just ended up converting. In 936 AD, a group of Zoroastrians living in Iran moved to India on the west coast of Gujarat and became known as the Parsis. They spread through the country and began to send ambassadors to Iran, helping the Zoroastrian community there build its strength and even end the Jizya attacks. Today, there are around 110,000 to 120,000 Zoroastrians around the world, with most of them residing in India, Iran, and the U.S. Although it was once the dominant religion of Persia for over a millennium, the persecution of Zoroastrians by Muslims caused their numbers to dwindle immensely. Zoroastrianism's teaching provide valuable insights for all of humanity. They remind us of the eternal struggle between good and evil and the importance of making ethical choices. By promoting active engagement in the betterment of the world, this ancient faith encourages us to contribute positively to society. Zoroastrianism's reverence for nature and its emphasis on environmental stewardship are especially relevant in today's world. It reminds us of our responsibility to protect and care for the earth, fostering a deeper connection with our natural surroundings. Even though there are few left who practice this religion, it's important to spread its teachings in order to keep the religion alive. Thank you for listening to episode 3 of The Divine Discourse. Join me again next Friday for episode 4, where I'll be talking about Judaism. Don't forget to follow my Instagram at The Divine Discourse for updates on when I'm dropping a new episode. Also, make sure to message me about any religions you want to make sure I cover. Until next time.